I believe, I believe, I believe I'm falling in love. It's too late to turn, turn back, back now. now. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe I'm falling mm-hmm. in love. Mm-hmm. Okay, beautiful. Yes. Yes. And Kelly, that's how I feel about you. Wow. Wow, every day. That is so wonderful. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I know, it's special. I know, I know it. Um, hi everyone, welcome to FOH. I'm Lillian Devane. I'm Kelly Sullivan. And it's a service industry podcast where we serve you the service industry news. Yes. Like that? Yeah. Right, that should have been our tagline all along. Yeah, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> That would have been smart. Just kidding. Just kidding. We don't do anything smart around here. No, baby. Um, Kelly, how are you? What's happening? Oh, I'm well. It's snowing mm-hmm. again. You know. Yes. <laughs> uh, it started and I was like, huh, looks like it's snowing again. And then it started really happening and I was like. No denying now. No denying now. Exactly. How are you, William? <laughs> I'm fine. Um... Wait, I thought you had a good story. I do. Oh, you want to save it? No, no, no. I'm not saving it. I just am being polite. (laughs) (laughs) Well, don't be and tell me the story. Tell us the story. Um, It just so rarely do I have, like, even what could be remotely considered a service story these days. Oh, it's a service story, not even just a regular story. Okay, perfect. Great. Um, An old coworker of mine... um, DM'd me yesterday and was like, hey, I just, I got me too'd, okay? They were like, I just want to apologize when we work together. Whenever I was like standing, like just standing at work on the floor, this person, their back of house would come and like smack the back of my thigh. Uh And they were like, I just really want to apologize. It makes me cringe. It makes me die. We worked together six, I mean, a minute ago. And, and they were like, I, it really makes me die. It makes me cringe when I think about it. Like, I really, you know, I just, I hope you're doing well. I was like, (laughs) what? I had not, first of all, obviously I had not thought about that. And I didn't even think about it when it was happening. I don't care. Yeah. But I was like, I, I was like, wow, this, this. This crazy, this crazy mixed up world we live in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like, I feel like we're just, we're still, the sh- there are shock waves. There's aftershocks, you know, coming through. Apologies. Apologies 2.0. I couldn't yeah. believe it. Yeah. What did you say? I, I said, do not worry. You said, babe, no worries. I mean, I was just like. I hope you're well. You didn't say it's okay? Of course I said it's okay, but I also, oh, like, okay. I almost don't want to invalidate, like, someone's concern. No, no, of course. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to be like... <laughs> no one cares about that. Keep on keeping on, my friend. <laughs> yeah, but I was just like... I was like, those were... Those days were the Wild West, babe. I was like, I... Well, I... I think that's a, interesting, too, because it's like... I, it's ugh, no, never mind. I'm saying I'm gonna. This is the stuff that yeah, this is where you gotta. Gonna, well, this is people are gonna write into. I'm just saying, what we need to start, what we all should be starting to talk about more is that uh, you know everyone is different, and it's like 
that's just, you know, everyone has different levels of what is acceptable. And that's just like basic facts. But especially when it comes to this, it's like, you know, it's tricky. Yeah. I think it's like, and I didn't like when I was saying this to them, this is like almost what I didn't want to do is like, be like, oh, well, it actually like made me feel accepted. And like, I was part of like this like fratty kind of culture of this Mm -hmm. restaurant and which is in and of itself like a problem. So I didn't want to like start anything, but I was just like, don't right, worry of about it. But it's also that that I was like, I was like 22. I was just like, oh my god, like I'm part of they it. They think, yeah, totally, yeah. totally. I was like, you know, anyway. I felt the same way. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. You know, uh, for people who haven't been guys, girls their whole lives, right? It's exciting, right? I mean, I, that's the other thing is I was I'm such a freak and. You know, I was like, anytime someone's like, hey, you're part of the cool group. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm truly like, I'm one hair's breadth away from being like, yeah, I'll eat that rotten ketchup, whatever. <laughs> or like, whatever, you know? Yeah, you'd make a really great uh, fraternity pledge. I think so. I've always said that if I, I think I would be like much... Nice. I could be able to be nicer if I was a man. Um, what? Because I wouldn't have, like, a chip on my shoulder, and I would just be like, yeah, dude, like, whatever. I think I would be chiller. Yeah, chiller, sure. Well, I don't know. You'd have more testosterone. Mm, I'd probably be low T. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> no, no disrespect. Um, Yeah, I mean, the chip on the shoulder thing is real. (laughs) Um, Yeah, well, you know, I'm glad everyone's reaching out. I know. I was like, that's so sweet. No, totally. That Yes, don't discourage, obviously. We're not discouraging people from reaching out. Yeah. It's not like we're going to have a laugh at you. No, no, no. No, that was... On not. this podcast or talk about it in detail on a public <laughs> podcast. No, no, no. That's the last thing. It's <laughs> the last thing we do. <laughs> Uh, no, it's sweet. Keep doing it. Keep doing what you're doing, boys. Um, I mean, sometimes, not all the time. Not all the time. Don't keep doing what you were doing when you thought you were doing bad things. Hmm? Hmm? But everyone's different. And? Just kidding. Okay. Um, well, that's fun. What a cultural moment. What a cultural moment. And... I do, you know, at the end of the day... Working in a little old frat house. Sometimes you have a laugh. I know. Yeah, you miss it. You know, I get it. I had a brief moment where I was like, do I miss work for a second? Which I have not felt for an entire year. Yeah. And I was like, mm, I don't think so. <laughs> but I thought I might for a second. <laughs> yeah. I also, right now, the zip code that I lived in in Brooklyn is one of the zip codes that has got a bunch of vaxes opened up this week and yeah. i was like damn if i still lived in brooklyn i could get my old boss to say i was working i could be getting a vax right now well soon yeah true we're all gonna get it hopefully yeah. um well that's cool um as you asked before i'm fine <laughs> um <laughs> flashback to when you asked me that um yeah I'm good my thing right now um is I'm just looking at uh 
all of the ugly clothes I have to wear when I move to the Pacific Northwest. Right. It's actually so upsetting to me. I'm I'm having like a real. That's like so far been the hardest. What I have, Why do you? What I, you're legally required to wear ugly clothes? Kelly, it rains like eight months out of the year every single day. Like it's no joke. I have to get. I can't wear suede. I can't wear. I mean leather. I have to wear ugly rain boots and an ugly raincoat. Every day. I think you'll find a way to make it cute. And a waterproof bag that has a name like Gore Octopus, you know, whatever the fuck ugly camping gear names. No, I don't think, I don't think, you you have great style. I think you're going to find a way to make it work. Everyone wears backpacks there, I read. I I, I don't know what to do. Where did you read It makes me nauseous. Everywhere. No one. (laughs) Everywhere. It's printed everywhere. Everyone says, oh, everyone here has a backpack because you can, it's like a waterproof thing. Oh, ever no one has an umbrella. I don't know what's going on out there. It's freaking me out. All the shoes are so fucking ugly. They're all the ugly. You're going to find a way to make it cute. Don't worry. Don't worry about that. I can't wear wide leg jeans because they're going to get wet at the bottom. And then rain boots just look ugly sticking out of wide leg. You know what I mean? Maybe you just need like, what about a heeled boot? And then you can wear your wide leg pants because you'll be lifted out of the puddles. Yeah. It's disgusting out there. No offense, everybody, but I don't know what... I I mean, if anyone has any advice, it's just like, what, I'm going to start wearing fleece? No, that's not true. I don't... I don't know. I don't see... I'm scared. I'm I'm literally... I'm terrified of what's going to happen. You're not going to wear fleece. You're going to look cute. It's going to be less drastic than you think. I don't think so. I think it's going to be worse than I think. No, because right now you're living in a world where you're going to become, you're going to have to become someone else to wear these clothes. But you're going to look cute. You're going to look nice. And what's more, you're going to be a big fish in a small pond. So everyone's going to be like, you look amazing. I know. I mean, it won't take much effort to really outdo the people, you know, sartorially. But I don't know, man. It's really, it's it got my anxiety peaked. <clears throat> Um, don't worry. Anyways. Don't worry. Yeah. Well, I am. So anyways, um, that's all from me. A lot of, uh, a lot of Google searches. I, I, that make, I that make hear me sad. you and I'm holding space for you, but I actually <laughs> don't think this is going to happen. I don't think that it's going to be as drastic as you are imagining right now. Kelly, I might have to get a bicycle. You used to bike around everywhere. But not anymore because I'm a late. I'm a lady now. I don't know getting on a goddamn bicycle in Gore-Tex or whatever. It's a nightmare. I mean, it's disgusting. There's nothing more hideous to me than that lifestyle. Right. I. I think I think you're gonna find a way to make it work. I think if you do get a bicycle, that'll be great. You know what they say about my. They say specifically about bicycles. It's like learning to ride a bicycle. Like you never forget. Or whatever. It's not what I'm worried about. <laughs> All right. Anyways, let's just change the topic. Um, okay, gorgeous. Anyways, segue. New Yorkers who moved to the Pacific Northwest, please reach out. A lot of people ask me, Lillian Devane, what I listen to when I'm not recording this podcast. 
Well, besides my own torturous thoughts, the only other answer is Satin Island Radio, the internet's finest in independent streaming audio, airing on satinislandradio.com. DJs Rich Bouquet, Bobby Lupo, and Renee Alize present hours of programming every day from themselves and a host of other guest DJs. Carefully curated mixes, deep dives into musical history, and unearthed gems from their own personal vaults grace the internet and your ears with sounds to soothe or seethe, depending on your preference. Listen live or check out their Mixcloud archive to catch up with past shows and sets you might have missed. While you're on the site, be sure to check out the shop section for bumper stickers and floating keychains so you can let everyone know that you've found it, the internet's finest radio station. So set a course for the island, Satin Island, at satinislandradio.com. Yes, segue. Um, well, there's been a lot flapping around. What? Lips are flapping? That's, I don't know. Gross. <laughs> Slash that. Okay, delete. Um, Ooh. That's like, what did they say? I was doing the New York Times crossword puzzle this week, and it was like a four-letter word for, like, distended hole or, like, something disgusting Ew. like that. And I was like, why did you just say that to me? <laughs> distended hole? It was not that dramatic, but it was something so <laughs> gross. And I was like, okay, that just ruined my morning. Thanks. Now I'm put off my breakfast. I'm put off. <laughs> I have my beans on toast. I'm reading about a full little word for hole. Uh, <laughs> That's disgusting. Um, anyways, we're talking about uh, the the aftermath of the Reply All uh, Bon Appetit drama, new food media, newsletter culture, kind of what's being born of this moment. I love that. I love that. I love that contextualization. Yes. Thank you. Um, and a lot of you contact, contacted, I'm making it sound so official. You DM when I put a story on our Instagram about the reply all thing. It's like, what am I talking about? Um, and while we don't really have to get into it, just wanted to kind of share our thoughts, I guess. Yeah. Um, that is, I mean, what a funny turn of events. Yes. Very, very funny. Um, also would like to say with, with keeping everybody's, uh, you know, being anonymous about it, uh, you, a lot of people said, hey, I personally know this pj guy and he is horrible mm-hmm. from the reply all guy i i've never listened to that podcast i didn't listen to the bon appetit podcast i think podcasts are bad so i don't listen to them but um there you go just kidding um i yes i've i've known people who've worked at gimlet and have said it's uh not the best mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um you know one of whom is now an expat so do with that information what you will Turned this person Left so off the country. <laughs> Do a podcast about that. <laughs> okay. You know? Um. So yes. Yeah, so as everyone knows, presumably at this point, Bon Appetit. Everything bad happened there. Reply All, which is a podcast, said we're going to do a series on what happened at Bon Appetit. These po- these episodes began to be released. So, um. Someone on Twitter was like. <laughs> 
that's funny. This exact thing happened at Reply All. You are so psycho. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, uh, I mean, time and time again, I'm just like, how did you not think about this? How did you not see this one coming? That's, it just, there's so many layers to it. Like, if I, I guess it's just like you have to be such a huge shithead to not even think in that way. Like, you don't even think you did anything wrong. Yeah, I mean, I think that um, it's, it's, I think that a lot of people think that, like, self-observation is actually writing a wrong, you know what I mean? And being aware of their shortcomings is writing a wrong, and it's, like, not. And so Mm. I think that, like, I mean, from my obviously way outside perspective, like, and I listened to the, to the episodes and from what Shruti said and what PJ said in his demented notes app apology. um, I was like, I think these people thought that producing this podcast was somehow a a way of like Mm. excising the sins that they had committed Mm -hmm. during the Gimlet unionization process. Mm -hmm. And that is not the case. Um, no. (laughs) Uh, I mean, yeah, the, the most, I guess, you know, I don't know. The, the biggest thing that came out of it was that they were just like vehemently anti-union and, and doing everything in their power to stop, uh, the organizing efforts there. Um, which is just like, extreme villain shit. I mean, there's no two ways about it. There's no two ways about it. And I think what, um, is covered up by the podcast and what the, the guy who posted that thread online, um, whose name is Eric something. Um, uh, yeah, I don't follow him. Um, but he, I think the like explicit connection and what the problem is, is that the union, especially media unions protect workers of color, specifically black workers, because there is this implicit bias that those stories, those perspectives aren't needed, aren't important, Mm -hmm. don't aren't mainstream, aren't mainstream, et cetera, et cetera. And so the union is a way of guaranteeing not only like higher wages and workplace protections and all this stuff, but also saying we're going to have 30% of the bylines from writers of color. Mm-hmm. We're going to do X, Y, and Z. Right. And so when you're anti-union, it's not just, oh, I think media, you know, management can do X, Y, and Z or workers can do this. It's saying I explicitly don't think that my black coworkers deserve this protection. I don't think, right. you know what I mean? Right. And, and it's also that, that in both of these people, PJ and Truthy's apology, there's no sense of that, that they're like, yeah, I made a mistake. I was anti-union. And it's like, but do you understand what that Mm -hmm. meant? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really, really bad. And, uh, it is just that thing, like, before, and it, before you come out and fucking call out people, I mean, you gotta fucking know, like, 
I don't know, man. I, I like if I were to, I mean, it's happened to both of us. <laughs> dare I say? <laughs> dare I say it's happened to both of us? <laughs> so I mean, you know, on an obviously much smaller scale, but yeah, it's just like. Also, I didn't listen to that podcast because part of me was like, I don't trust a media company to talk about a media company in that parallel. I mean, they're not on the same level, but like Gimlet's a pretty big, like, I I don't, I don't trust that. I'm like, what, what are they going to say? Oh, the Warren Commission clears the CIA? Exactly. big news. (laughs) Come on. Come on. Exactly. Same thing. Exactly the same thing. It's a perfect analogy. Thank you. Thank you. Signing off. Um, (laughs) Signing off. Goodbye, Kelly. Thank you for your input. Um, Yeah, I'm like, I'm not, it's not surprising at all. And I don't know. Good riddance, I guess. I don't know. I mean. You know, what do I care? It's just... It's so crazy. Yeah, media, I think, and that's, like, kind of what, you know, this this bigger picture of food media, which then there was also this week that this, it, it's just so crazy to even try to explain it. Like, I feel psycho trying to explain it. But what happened to Alicia that this one person in food media was like, this woman was lying about her identity. And then it was like, It's just, like, media is such, and specifically food media, is so tight. It's such a tight Mm -hmm. circle Mm -hmm. that, like, it really is hard to pull out and say, like, like, where where critique is coming from. Like, it's, like, it's so toxic to have such a tight circle. Well... Right, and I I told Kelly this before the show, but um, my friend George messaged me and was like, "Why the fuck is food meat? Why are food media people so psychotic?" He was like, "What is the deal?" And I was like, "Well, there's a lot of reasons. One is that there are approximately three jobs in food media, <laughs> like comedy, um, and everyone, you know." A lot of them went to, as the Bon Appetit problem, everyone went to Harvard and then said, wait, I want to talk about morning buns for a living. And it's like, there's a, there's a whiteness problem for sure. There's a class problem for sure. But worst of all, there's a nerd problem. I'm like, you guys are so fucking pathetic. Yes, 100%. There's a huge nerd problem. There's a huge problem of media people in general not understanding when something is a private and a public conversation. Oh my God. So like, you know what I mean? Like you, you being like, a lot of people are saying this. It's like, no, your one friend you were texting said, yeah, I agree with you. Right. 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 Yeah. That's not, no, that's not. (laughs) Also, I mean, literally shut up and get back in the kitchen. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. Just everyone calm down, I guess, is really the bottom line. Everyone needs to calm down and everyone needs to, um, I think that, like, the, the use of, of diversity and, like, the way that we think about diversity in media voices is very wrong. 
because yes. it is this concept of diversity that's handed down from rich white people. And so right. it's also that, like, it's like, you know, and it's not to toot our own horn, but it's like you have, you do have people who actually work in restaurants. You do have people who actually produce food who have stuff to say. But even when you diversify your your masthead and you diversify the voices that you're consulting, you're still talking to such a small group of people because it's who you've already decided is okay to hear from. Right. And I mean, Kelly and I talked about this for a while the other day, but, um, (laughs) but look, we've been doing this for what over two years now. Right. And yeah, we talk about dumb shit, but we also talk about things that are important to us and things that we think are important to the industry and things that, should be taken seriously in art and we talk about labor and we talk about all that stuff. And you know what, at the beginning of this podcast and throughout sporadically, we emailed Gimlet. We emailed every single network. We emailed WNYC. We emailed everybody. We had a press packet. I fucking wrote shit. I was like, Hey, check this out. Here's what we're about. And I never heard a single word back ever, ever not saying we deserve that. I'm just saying, we're doing the work. We're also sending out our work and no one gives a shit. Yeah. And, 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 and in that, and what I'm saying is that like, I feel very lucky to have the listeners that we do. I think you all are like, I mean, we really lucked out. You guys are so smart. You're so cool. You get what's going on. Like I'm so appreciative of it. And it's honestly best case scenario because we don't have, (laughs) the kind of listenership where we just would have to apologize every single day about what we talk about in the podcast. Right. 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 (laughs) And, but the truth of the matter is, is that we can't be on a network and we, and nobody not being like, we're so edgy, but no one would want us on their network and no one wants to hear what we really say because we're going to say stuff like that New York times thing is garbage. And this person sucks because that's the truth. And it's like, they don't want that. They don't, they don't really want that. So everyone can pat, pat themselves on the back for all of this, like, breaking through. But, like, sorry, like, not saying it's just us that's talking about this, but, like, show me, show me who else. Yeah, totally. And then I think you have this, like, again, food media is kind of patting itself on the back. It's like, okay, well, we're making this pivot to this these newsletters and these sub stacks and that's allowing people to to rise to the front and to promote work that's meaningful to them and da 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 but it's like that is like it it that is still an echo chamber and that is still like still mm-hmm. kind of rarefied air because you have a the number one sub stack on in the food category mm. is Alison Roman. Yeah. And you know what I mean? So it's like, you're still like kind of having, and it's, and you know, subsects I think are often compared to blogs and right. blogs, like anything else, like the way that blogs became popular and became started making money is brand partnerships. And so it's like the Substack is like, okay, mm-hmm. well, it's going to be this like counter thing because you don't mm-hmm. have to advertise. You just 
mill your subscribers, but it's like, how do you build a subscriber base? It's like, you right. can come from a media job and pull yep. from that, which is a lot of people on Substack. You can have brand partnerships. And then so you can promote that on Instagram and link to these places and they send you the products and da 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 da. It's like, it is just so hard to truly reinvent the wheel to truly have other voices because even the platforms that you present as yep. alternatives aren't really no they're not it, that's that's and it's also like okay let's be real here it's not like a gonzo <laughs> fucking renaissance out here yeah okay allison roman having a youtube channel is not like you know what, she's really, you know, starting this scratch empire or whatever the fuck people are saying. I don't even know if anyone's saying that. But I'm just like, that's not like, she's famous. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> cool, she has a newsletter. She's famous. I don't know what to tell you. Like, yeah, I'm glad that she's successful, but like she's not starting from zero. And like, Again, not to bring it back to us, but I am so proud of what we've done because we literally, we were just like, we're going to start a podcast. Mm -hmm. And and we don't, like, I just, I didn't know, clearly, clearly people want to hear this stuff. I'm not saying a lot of people want to hear this stuff. <laughs> okay? A, a select few people want to hear this. But I, I don't know. There's, if, if we're here, mm -hmm. there's thousands and thousands of other people who are also here and they like I want to hear what they have to say but how like yeah. how am I going to hear I that think you know what I mean like the question is like how do you like I, I guess that is like the thing for me is like you're not going to get any democratization of voice from a fucking Silicon Valley media new media platform right. like that's just not right. how it's gonna happen but i don't know how it's gonna happen either i think it's great for the people it works for you know what i mean like yeah, it's not totally. me shitting on substack i subscribe to a lot of substacks like yeah, we said no, like alicia course. who we love has found like a lot of success on substack i think it does work for some people and some people can come from outside and kind of bust totally. in and that's awesome and really cool but it's not like it's not the answer, and the answer is never going to come from fucking Silicon mm -hmm. Valley because those people are, again, as you just said, there's a big nerd problem, and it's <laughs> pervasive. I keep saying, I mean, I had a joke. I just kept, I, like, when are we going to take revenge on the nerds? They've had their fucking time. They've had their day in the sun. We gave them, we gave them too much. Everyone said, oh, I feel so bad for them. No, you know, we were right all along. The bullies were always right. The popular kids were right. These people suck. So, like, start bullying again. And these people, now they've taken over literally the world. Mm -hmm. Look what you, look what you did, 80s movies. Ugh. You know? I'll never forgive. I'll never forgive or forget. I'll never forgive um, Lizzie McGuire's dad. Because he was in Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, okay. Which one was he? I don't know. Yeah. Name. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Didn't mean to ask a follow-up. Um, I'm not a nerd, okay? Because I, so I don't know <laughs> the references that I make. I don't. They're not well thought out. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways, it's just funny to me, too, because it's just like... Again, like, we've always said, you know... People only wanted to talk to us when we lost our jobs. 
Which and was <laughs> I, deeply interesting. Yeah. Like, I'm like, you and, like, you guys just want to know that life is horrible for us. I know. And that, yeah. that everyone is suffering and we're just poor, sad, suffering people. And that's, you know... But it's like, you, we all know that's not the case. I mean, yeah, we're all miserable, but everybody is. Um, but it's because those people, those media people, like, they're the people who come into our restaurants and act like assholes. Yeah. That's why they don't want to fucking hear this shit. Yeah. Because I'm like, yeah, it's you. It's literally you. You are a problem. Like, in my, at, during my shift and in the greater world. So, yes. sorry. This is me and just I yelling think... at somebody who's, like, not even real. I'm just like... <laughs> I think, like, that is also, like, <sighs> these substacks. like, it's, like, people want it to be this, like, really, like, intimate experience of this, like, newsletter, and that in and of itself is a problem. Like, I don't like imagining that I have to, like, um, there's this article that I was reading in The New Yorker, and, you know, right or wrong, I, I did it. And um, by Anna Weiner, and this got shared a lot when it was published um, from last year in The New Yorker, is Substack, The Media Future We Want. Mm-hmm. And she says about uh, Alison Roman's um, newsletter, she's like, she shares breezy, bossy, self-deprecating anecdotes. It's also that, like, it's like, I don't want, I think that, like, and now I'm like going back and I'm contradicting myself and I'm allowed because this is our podcast. Yes. Yes. That almost like traditional media jobs. Like it's like, it is this, um, like confirmed, uh, authority, I guess. Like it's mm-hmm, like when you're mm-hmm. writing from Bon Appetit, when you're writing from the New York times, it's like, right. I don't want to have to engage with self-deprecation. <laughs> From Alice uh-huh. and Roman. Like, it kind of, like, angers me on a different level. Like, the new tone. I just, I don't, I hate, like, these, like, the way that any, like, lifestyle blog moment. I think because, like, I'm putting this on, like, it's, like, women's media. And that's mm. my problem with it. Because I like have an obsessive relationship with mommy blogs and mommy Instagrams and, um, and now like I see Substack as kind of this extension of that, that it's like, it's also that too is like, it's not a true diversity of voices because they always like convene Mm. on a particular voice. And then that's just repeated Mm-hmm. And I, if it's going to be beautiful white women, like, being self-deprecating, that is not the voice that I want. And I don't consider that a diversity of voice because there's another white woman under a masthead saying she's an authority. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, besides our newsletters. Um, well, they're be- self-deprecating beautiful. because I genuinely hate myself. That's not. No, we are depressed. <laughs> That's and not a put on. Miserable. So it's, it's not a quirky, like, no. we are struggling to pay rent. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a. Right. right. It's not the same. Okay. It's not the same. <laughs> Oh my god. No, I mean, I don't know. I'm probably going to go back and delete everything I said on this podcast. No. But I hope no, I know. I hope it, I, I I don't know. I'm not trying to be like 
oh, I, it sucks. We deserve, I'm not bitter. I'm not trying to say like, oh, we deserve to have a bigger following or anything like that. It's more just like, I don't believe people when they say what they want because it's, it's, it's there. They just don't really want it. Mm-hmm. You know? No, totally. I think that's totally. Um, which is fine, which is why we have a Patreon and why we like, won't ever <laughs> like, I mean, what would we even talk about if we were on an actual network? We'd have to be like, well, today we're talking about the history of forks or whatever. Like, it just would have to be. And that would be sponsored by Big Fork. Exactly. By Big Fork. And then, you know, trace that back, you know. Anyways. Um, It would be me doing old Seinfeld bits like chopsticks. Now, you know, they've seen Mm -hmm. forks. Right, right, yeah. We'd have to have that kind of humor. Mm -hmm. And I'd do, like, maybe, like, a Lion King reference or whatever that people fucking, you know what I mean? Like, people, I'm thinking about, like, Mike Lawrence kind of people. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't know where that was going. I don't know, just that kind of reference. You're like, I'm being so random. It's like, "Mm, shut the fuck, no, you're not. Right. Um, Sorry, I hosted a show for Mike Lawrence one time, and he was an asshole. Anyways, um, needlessly just made a reference to him. Anyways, um... (laughs) I hate all men of that age are just like, put them down. Like, yeah, you know, put them down. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no reason for a man to be in his thirties. No, no. Put him, you put him away for a decade, right. bring him back, trot him back out. 45. 45 is great. Yeah. 45 is great. There's no reason for a man to be in his mid thirties at all. The thirties is like, for men is like just like an another kind of weird puberty and it's like so depressing and disgusting to watch. It's this adolescent need for this like self-definition of like I like this thing. Mm-mm. I know about this thing and it's like okay. Shut up. Shut I'm trying up. to eat. Yeah. I'm trying to have dinner. Come back at 45 when you like are ready to like put a put a, a deposit down on a home. Right, exactly. Come back at forty five when you're ready to talk to me about. Oh, I I like a little bit of like a, a men don't understand the world, so I like when they're in the later stages of their life and they're like, I don't understand the world. Instead of them mm-hmm. saying, I actually understand it m- so much more than you that I can't relate mm-hmm. to society in a normal way. I mean, that is the worst kind of person. <laughs> Just the worst. Mm-hmm. Lock them up. Lock them up. 20s is Ugh. fine because, like, you know. The, Everyone's an idiot. Everyone's it's, an yeah. idiot, and you, you have, like, a you have your little pecs and stuff like this. Your little what? Pecs. Pectoral muscles. Oh, oh, oh. In the 20s. Sure. I'm not, I don't think I've ever seen a pec in my life. IRL. <laughs> I've seen pecs. You have? Yeah. I don't think I ever hung around one person who had a pec. <laughs> Okay. Or an ab. You know, come to my side of town, baby. I don't believe you. You don't believe me? What, just because your ex-boyfriend had abs? That's, yeah, those are the ones that I see. Those are the ones you saw. I know you've seen one set. Yeah. How much more do you need to see? You made it it sound like, oh, all my crew rolls up with pecs or How many more do I need to see? I understand what they look like now. I don't know. You made it sound like a broad lifestyle thing as opposed to one person. I've only had sex with like three people. Shut up, Kelly. No one wants to know that. Please. (laughs) Not a big deal. 
I mean, you don't have to have sex with someone to know they have pecs or to see it. I'm a 29-year-old virgin, and I'm proud. No. All right, well, no one's going to have pecs after this year. Um, great. Well, I don't know. Did we even say anything? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. We did. Um, great. I don't think we have any new patrons, um, but I'm willing to look. And see if that's true. Um, nope. Okay, I don't think so. That's fine, though. Um, we're recording, to the rest of our patrons, we're recording our episodes soon. We'll release those. A lot of fun. Newsletter this week. All good stuff. You got a lot coming down All the good pipeline. Stuff. You got a lot, whether you want to or not. Um, and, you know, if you do want to toss us a dollar, five dollars, however much is appropriate for your life, that would be great. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we have a... Uh, we have needs, and, uh, you know, it costs money to produce this podcast, unfortunately, if you could believe it. Um, and that's it. And we love you guys, and I do sincerely appreciate all of you. It's, like, been a real – it's a real honor to host a podcast for you. Yeah. You know? I would say so. <laughs> all right. Good night, sweet all right. princes. Love ya. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>